Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on it, we get on it, uh, we get on it. Gentlemen's clubs. How do you like those? Oh, hey, I'm ready for Mickey Mouse now. It is now devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome in Hour 2. You're insane. If you miss anything from Hour 1, you can go back and listen to the podcast because you have nothing better to do. You're not allowed to leave your house. Might as well. It's brought to you by Let's Show Up Tires, but probably won't change your tires as often now that you don't drive anywhere. <laughs> so that's good. Thank goodness Les, Les Schwab will not only change your tires, but they will take care of the ones that you have. Mm-hmm. Can I just fun. go in there and eat all the popcorn? Yeah. I don't think there is any popcorn. Are they an essential business? I don't think they can serve popcorn right now. They're probably open, but I... So we got a popcorn machine here. Do you yeah. want a community popcorn machine uh, being served at your no. tire place during social distancing? Which, by the way, if you go into the intercom kitchen, there is a used thing of donut holes. Yeah, I yeah, no, those. forget that. I'm not touching that. I'm like, who? In the- I didn't even get close enough to read the sign on it. Dude, those are COVID <laughs> holes. No. Uh, quick, before we get too far, mm-hmm. uh, let's welcome in uh, our great friend yeah. Jen Ellis. You called me a friend. Well, yeah, you've been here long enough. You keep showing up. Uh, <laughs> so at some point, we developed this bond, and now we're friends. So congratulations. So. You, you. You've yeah. officially moved up the depth chart from acquaintance <laughs> to friend. Yes. Uh, you started as a coworker, and <laughs> then I think we became friendly coworkers, then acquaintances, and now uh, actual friends. I, I yeah. said great friends. So yeah, there nice. you're just Thank climbing you. up the hey, chart. I like it. Uh, so we bring in Jen Ellis uh, during baseball season <laughs> to talk <laughs> baseball. Uh, but there is no baseball season, right. which is uh, absolutely bizarre. So I wanted to start off this hour with uh, my favorite COVID-19 story, okay. if I can do that. Did either of you happen to catch the uh, comments from one Jared Leto this week? No, but he I know he was in the desert and he had no idea what was going on. That's exactly yeah. right. So yeah, was, Jared yeah. Leto emerged from a 12-day meditation retreat <laughs> Wednesday the 17th of March. Yes. Uh, so he went in, and this was a total uh, isolation. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll read you his comments. He said, wow, 12, 12 days ago I began a silent meditation in the desert. We were totally isolated, no phone, no communication, etc. We had no idea what was happening outside the facility. He wrote the post on Instagram is where right. it comes from, just so you know. Uh, 
walked out yesterday into a very different world, <laughs> one that's been changed forever, mind-blowing to say the least. I'm getting messages from friends and family around the globe and catching up on what's going on. Oh Hope you're okay. Sending positive energy <laughs> to all. Stay inside. Stay safe. Uh. Can you imagine walking like into this out of blind? like meditation for 12 days and be like, holy crap, the whole world is a mess. So, yeah, all yeah. Sp- all sports canceled. Yep. Everybody's told to stay home. Man. You just walk out of it. That's it's like um, what's the blast from the past? Is that the Brendan oh, Fraser yes. movie? <laughs> when they're in the bomb shelter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Comes or out. it's like Kimmy Schmidt. They're like trapped underground for like 12 oh, yeah. years or something and they come out to this. Except for yeah. except for in those situations, you're coming out into, like, a different era. era. Right, yes. This you're coming out, like, it's just so bizarre imagining being thrown into it. Because well, we've babe. all kind of gone through it together where, you know, I think Will and I were on the air. Or no, I know I was on the air Tuesday before they canceled all the sports. And then I was on Wednesday. But we were talking about it on the Saturday show before. And you're like, man, I don't know. This might be more serious than we thought. Mm-hmm. And by the time and we got to the sudden. next show, mm-hmm. oh, everything's canceled. Done. All the things are done. So in three <laughs> weeks, we've gone to this. Now it's it kind of starting to get to a new normal almost. So yeah. just to address something, because some texters did make a good point, um, everybody is not held up inside. You can still go places. Right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, because there are shelter-in-place orders in different states right now. Right. And there, there is there is some talk about that coming to Oregon right. on Monday. Last but night they were talking about it, yeah. But it won't be called shelter in place. It'll right. be a little bit different. Which it's called stay home, stay safe. Yes. Or stay uh, home, right now, stay healthy. But this, right now you can leave your house. Yes, you yes. can. But uh, you can leave your house and go cough all over everything. I do not want to spread <laughs> any misinformation. I don't want to be part of that. So my no, apologies on that. But I did also see that the shelter in place, um, the language around things like shelter in place is getting more and more confusing. And that's part of what. Uh, is happening with Oregon is they're saying stay home, stay safe. And they're kind of rewriting the laws so it just becomes a little bit more clear. But what happened in California is when uh, Governor Newsom came out and made his statewide mm-hmm. mandate, yep. it actually conflicted with, with what was going on in the Bay Area. Yeah, exactly. So now we're getting into this kind of, I don't know, uh, semantics, I guess, mm-hmm. where you're trying to figure out exactly how we're defining what happens. And the thing is, if there's a shelter in place order or a stay home, stay safe or mm. uh, ordinance in Oregon, mm. it won't affect Southwest Washington where I live. So it's right. just, it's yeah. so bizarre being on the border. So here's the difference. And there was a press conference last night yep. with Governor Brown and Mayor Ted Wheeler. Yeah, I saw that. Shelter in place means that if the order w- came down now, let's yep. say, mm-hmm. that means none of us can go home. That means we have to shelter right here, right now, <laughs> until told otherwise. It means that... There is such a catastrophic emergency going on mm-hmm. that you need to find the closest shelter possible and, and brace for leave. the worst. Okay. And that's why they're trying to not do shelter in place because there was a huge amount of confusion in right. California when they yeah. issued it mm-hmm. with people who obviously, as you know, California, everybody commutes everywhere. Yep. We're like, oh, my gosh, do I need to go to mm-hmm. a grocery store and just freaking go inside? Yes. and or yeah, or do I need to go to the Stay nearest the public building forever, and go right? to the basement? Like, what's yeah. can't going I just on pretend here? I was yeah. in my car on my way home when they issued the? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm, I am. I'm going to shelter in place as soon as I get home. So, yeah. So we're all adjusting to the new language, right. social distancing, and right. all of these new things that have happened. But I guess my point was just imagine being thrown yes. into the middle of it without, like, without yeah, any precursor. Because exactly. the, the one that was the worst was the, the order for the um, travel ban to Europe yeah. where people were in full panic mode because they didn't think they would be able to get home. And that was obviously a presidential address. So. Um, yes, I definitely don't want to be part of the misinformation right. and I am not no, no. probably the most yeah. reliable source yeah, on all of this. Yeah, don't take my word for anything. We'll let Will make all the corrections <laughs> on that. But I'm just picturing Jared Leto who obviously moves Is to gorgeous. the beat of it. Oh, whoops. I mean. No, that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, but moves to the beat of his own drum, just coming out <laughs> just of a, a out of a desert uh, right. sanctuary and just walking <laughs> into the world that we now live in. It would be absolutely bizarre uh jen you yep. mentioned uh you're you're now wearing uh, gloves oh, yeah. <laughs> but not not for the reason that people would guess why right. are you wearing uh latex so, gloves now yesterday i started doing this at work because uh you know my hands are so dry and cracked and i keep putting lotion on but then i have to wash my hands again right after that so you know it's pointless and you can't like touch your keyboard you got greasy hands with lotion so i would wash my hands put my lotion on then put these gloves on, these plastic gloves or latex gloves or whatever they are, and use the use the gloves to type so that so that the lotion wouldn't go away. <laughs> so you're just using the holding lotion. It's right. not a sanitary measure. No. It's just going. No. My hands are cracking from washing them also, so much. Yeah, but I also like while I have the glove on, I carry around my little uh, you know sanitizing wipe so I can grab door handles with that and wipe down door handles everywhere I go and wipe everything down and and then cough on it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Not that. No. That is fantastic. But, uh, yeah. No, right. there are some things going on sort of in sports, you know, yeah. with the, I mean, like, I noticed the funniest part about the whole Tom Brady, uh, Tampa Bay deal. What's he going to make? Three, 30, 30 million? That's right. 30 million. 30 million. And the entire Tampa Bay Rays team makes, it, the entire team salary is 58 million. Yeah. That seems pretty accurate. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Well, one of the things, because it comes up so often on this show, and Will likes to point out how, you know, attendance is dropping drastic, mm. excuse me, drastically in baseball. Right. Is I will say the one thing about the Tom Brady move is. Among NFL teams, mm. one of the most dramatic attendance drops was Tampa Bay. Oh boy! So bringing in Tom Brady is a their, way. Yeah, it, for it, sure. Absolutely, it's yeah, gonna definitely. it's going to make their games more interesting on television. It's gonna make their fans more rabid at mm -hmm. home. So if nothing else, because I don't think that it's going to be a rousing success, mm -mm. but at least to start the season, yeah, man, people yeah. are gonna be pumped about it. So it's yeah, exciting. Brady jersey is gonna fly off the shelves. Yes. Oh yes. god, they're gonna be ugly though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't like their uniforms. costumes. Oh, yes. uniforms. No, I mean. their costumes. That's appropriate. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about some uh, NFL, NBA, uh, Major League Baseball players that finished their career in some weird places. So okay. we'll talk uh, cool. uh, faces you know in places you don't. Uh, we'll do that next, nice. and we'll um, mix in baseball for you as well, Jen. This Woo. is The Center of the Saint right here on 1080 mm -hmm. The Fan. R.I.P. Kenny Rogers. Yes. Any of you, either of you, 55305, any of you uh, remember the Gambler the movie? No. There's a whole series. I think there was multiple movies. I think there was, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we had them on VHS when I was a kid. I remember watching Kenny Rogers yeah. as, as the Gambler, the Gambler. with the, the Gambler soundtrack. So yep. it's funny because, like, when somebody passes away, especially a musician, I always try to go through their whole catalog and find maybe, like, a deeper cut to play. But for Kenny Rogers, they're like, nah, I got to play nah, the gambler. Yeah. It's got to be the gambler. So uh, 81 years old, uh, passed away today, I believe, yeah, uh, I think so. or last night. Um, last night. Last night. So there you go. RIP Kenny Rogers. Um, 
So Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. We don't know that this will necessarily be his last stop. He said right. he wants to play until he's 50 at different points during his career, or at least hit 45, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about. Maybe he has two really productive years in Tampa Bay and then ends up going on a, a tour of the NFL and just plays till he's 60. There you go. Uh, but it has conjured up a lot of images of uh, very bizarre last stops uh, for for NFL players, for uh, players across sports. So uh, I had uh, I had top fours for all of the sports, and I was going to see if you guys remember the last stops uh, and then which one was the weirdest to you. So I figured I'd start with you, Will, and go through uh, some NFL stops. And I assume you remember most of these, but we'll just uh, quiz you just to be 100% certain. Uh, Joe Montana's last stop was obviously... Oh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Uh, you remember Jerry Rice's last stop? Uh, Seattle. He practiced for Denver, but yeah, the Seattle one to me was always the weirdest. And that was the last place he played. Emmett Smith, uh, pretty obvious, uh, it was Arizona. Mm-hmm. Do you remember where Ed Reed finished his career? Ed Reed? Yeah, the Texans. No, Jets. Oh, really? Yeah. That did was he the actually one... play a game? Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, at 34 years old, I uh, played with the Jets. I'm looking at him in the Jets uniform, and it's just absolutely bizarre. But of I feel those... like Ed Reed lost the bizarre factor once he started to have a gray beard while he was playing. <laughs> he looked older than all the coaches. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I didn't really see yeah. anything wrong with it after that point. Like, before then, when he didn't have the gray beard, I was like, oh, man, that's, that's a Ravens player. But, nah. But but then when he had that, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a different Ed Reed. Yeah. The weirdest one for me is is Jerry Rice because the Seahawks were my team, and, and Jerry Rice is such a legend. But, of course, I mean, Montana and Emmett Smith are as well. But uh, Jerry Rice is one that's weirdest to me. Is is there one that stands out to you, Will, as the weirdest of those four guys? Um, I mean, I guess Montana. I have one that I – always like to mention every single time it's not the nfl it's the nba well i've got i've got four nba ones for you okay, too we'll go the nba next because i think i know the one you're gonna pick all right jordan with the wizards is uh obviously one of them yeah uh, i didn't which, care for that which was really strange do you remember where alan iverson finished his career uh pistons nope uh shoot i don't know memphis grizzlies oh memphis yeah yeah uh patrick ewing patrick ewing Patrick Ewing with the Magic was weird. <laughs> Patrick Ewing with the Sonics was weird. Yeah. And then with, with the Magic was super weird. Patrick Ewing was the weirdest. Allen Iverson, I quit caring at a certain point. So when he was on, because he had already made a bunch of hops. Yeah. Like he, he went to Denver, Denver and, and then he went to Pist- Detroit. Yeah. Then he went back to Philly again. Then he went to, by that point, I was just kind of like, all right, let's get rid of this guy. Michael Jordan to me, I, I remember at the time, it really wasn't that weird seeing him. Because he already left and come back with the Bulls, too. Yeah, and I think there was this understanding that, like, the only reason he came back is because he had a part ownership stake and was just like, we got to get tickets up. Well, and he, you know, I mean, didn't he stop his career at the Chicago White Sox? Well, he did or, that. That was in the middle of his oh, two bowls yeah, runs. Yeah, that was in the middle. Do you remember where he stopped Hup- his baseball career there? <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you remember where uh, Hakeem Olajuwon finished his career? Oh. Yeah, the uh, Raptors, yeah. See, that one to me is right up there with uh, with Patrick Ewing. But, yeah, Patrick Ewing, because because he had two stops, people forgetting that he ended up uh, in Seattle, then in Orlando. But the picture I have, at least on my screen, is him holding up the Magic's number six uniform next to Doc Rivers, and it is absolutely bizarre to me. <laughs> um, we will skip hockey because um, nobody cares. Hockey. 
Um, Jen, I'll go to you on these because oh. there's a couple that I didn't remember, and you were going through your own list, and yeah. I know you already mentioned one of these, but uh, Mike Piazza finished with your Oakland Athletics. That's right. I didn't necessarily remember that, and I'm seeing him in the uniform. I, I couldn't picture it. Yeah. Do you remember where Sammy Sosa finished his career? Texas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Randy Johnson? San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and my favorite on here, hit his uh, hit the first home run in franchise history and notched his 3,000th hit. Wade Boggs. Oh. Finished in? Uh, not the Red Sox. Nope. Um. Say that. So the, he, he, hit the, the, he hit the first, the first home run home in franchise history, and that's where he got his 3,000. Oh, dang it. I have no idea. Wade Why Boggs played for Tampa Bay, <laughs> oh, the Devil Rays, to end the his Devil career. Rays, yeah. uh, I don't know, man. I just go back and I look at it, and it's, you know, hey, be mad at Tom Brady for, you know, holding on too long if you want to. Yeah. But, but I was just looking at it all week and just going, you know what? Why not, man? If a team's willing to pay you $30 million for two more seasons, even if you are over the hill, yeah. the guy Why is, not? Will mentioned it earlier, one of the greatest competitors we've ever seen. You don't go to nine Super Bowls by accident. I don't yeah. care how good your coach is. Um, but it is a matter of, you know, what are you going to do when you finish playing football if you're Tom Brady? You know, why not go out there and play as long as you can? Because sure. you look at the numbers on some of these guys. I mean, you know, Piazza playing, uh, you know, into 2007. Randy Johnson was 45 when mm -hmm. he was hurling for the yeah. Giants. So, I don't know. There's just an element of it. Why not hang on as long as you possibly can? Because once you stop, it's something you can no never go back and restart. That, yeah. At least in my mind. Yes. I mean, he sucks. You said he'd take him to the playoffs. Well, yeah, he'll take him to the playoffs, but he still sucks. I mean, again, how I preface this was saying, even if they had a quarter of a competent quarterback, <laughs> they would make the playoffs. Tom Brady is 100% competent, just like a quarter of his talent now. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that says he's going to get him to the playoffs, and they'll actually have a pretty good shot probably in the wild card. But, yeah. you know, it's gone. Fair enough. But the, the uh, twinkle in his eye is gone. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to – if they just run the S out of the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. they just pull like a Patriots did back in 2018, because that people forget about that. When they won and got the Super Bowl against the Rams, yeah. like that entire last, I would say almost three quarters of the season, they just ran the ball. Sure. Because they were like, oh, yeah, you can't throw anymore. All right, well, I'll just run it. <laughs> Who cares? Well, yeah. and it, <laughs> We're it, playing crappy teams. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, and 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 like I said, I think I think the biggest difference is trying to move through the AFC playoffs has always been a lot easier than moving through the NFC. It's illustrated pretty obviously by how many quarterbacks have gone to Super Bowls in the AFC. We've talked about this stat a million times. Tom Brady went to nine Super Bowls in his twenty years in New England. Mm -hmm. There was only three other quarterbacks that took their team to a Super Bowl in the AFC. I mean, Peyton Manning did it four times. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger did it three, and Joe Flacco did it once. Until Pat Mahomes went last year, yeah. there were no other quarterbacks that you did it. In the NFC, twenty NF years in, yeah. Oh my God, I had no idea it was that long. That was eighteen, yeah. I think. Wow. So, but still, it's. I mean, it's Damn. it's absolutely shocking to think that what you know what he was able to accomplish there. But I think part of it was, you know, having the right combination of of teammates, coaching. Yeah. An I like how I like how Boston got sucker punched in the off season all over sports because Mookie Betts, <laughs> right. Mookie Betts, and David Price went to the Dodgers, and Chris Sale's going to have Tommy John surgery, and Tom Brady's out. <laughs> there you go. Take that, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. All right. Well done. Um, I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about next? Mm -hmm. <laughs> TV. You're the host. I know that.
We're without sports. I just want to check in. I'm trying to keep you engaged, Will. Well, why don't we ask Jen about the whole uh, food <laughs> at a strip joint? Uh, what? Oh, yeah, that's fair. Food at a strip and we got joint. some good responses from the uh, text line on that. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. it's something to revisit. Uh, food at a strip joint. <laughs> I do have good news uh, from the Blazers organization, or at least an uplifting story. Uh, I can share that with you. And uh, the Hallmark Channel is doing something wonderful during the quarantine. We'll do both of those uh, <laughs> next. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on Tenny the Fan. Here's Will with your Sports Center update. All right, welcome back in. Sinner and Saint and Jen Ellis with you. Yeah. Strange times out there in these uncertain times. Yes, in these uncertain times. In these uncertain times. If you feel as though times. you need to find the sinner and saint anywhere, you can listen to them on the radio.com app. In uncertain times. <laughs> um, so obviously, you know, uh, a lot of people being laid off from temporary work. Um, one of the things that we've kind of updated as we've gone on is you know, what NBA teams are doing. Those, I think Mark Cuban showed tremendous leadership. I would say the same thing for Adam Silver as well because really the start of things shutting down started with the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for anybody wondering what the Blazers' response to that was, if you haven't heard, the Portland Trail Blazers on Thursday announced the organization and owner Jody Allen will commit more than $1.4 million uh, to COVID-19 release uh, relief. Release. Uh, the money includes uh, pay for part-time workers at the Rose Quarter who have missed out on monies uh, from nine postponed home games. Uh, the, one of the crazier things about this whole thing is, um, you know, you just have so much, I don't know, displacement of work. So my wife is among those uh, yes. laid off and then, of course, trying to get through the unemployment, um, you know, navigations as both of yeah. you wipe down your microphones uh, to start this segment, even though you're the only one talking into them. I'm the only one touching it right now. I don't know. I've been really impressed um, with the NBA's response in showing Mm -hmm. the leadership. And Will, you talk about it all the time, how, you know, the NBA has been a leader in, you know, having players voice their opinions, uh, you know, embracing social media, Mm -hmm. being out there kind of on the forefront. But watching the way the league has responded to this, I think they're really the ones that are setting the tone, at least from the sports world. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, yeah. because it just seemed like we were waiting around for a long time to find out if, if baseball was going to be postponed. And then they said, oh, yeah, we'll uh, postpone. You know, I mean, but yes, mm-hmm. I, I feel like NBA definitely was right on it right away. A good leader uh, for other uh, other sports. You know, I mean, I, I yeah. It, well, not just, and, and I don't think it's even just sports because I think it, it hit home for a lot of people. Sports has a way of touching a lot of people's lives, even sure. if they're not directly fans mm-hmm. of it. You know, I always go back to, you know, being in a city during a championship run. Mm-hmm. And I know it's been a long time since, you know, the Trailblazers have right. had a really great season. But at 2001, I remember I was 18 years old, mm-hmm. 19 years old, and everybody just freaking out yeah. about the excitement yes. around it. Yeah, and uh, the Giants, when they had their run okay. of the, their World Series, you know, every other year for, you know, 12, 14, and 16, was it? Or was it 10, 12, 10, 14? 12, 14. 10, 12, 14. Yeah, and just, I mean, those years, just the buzz in the city was just incredible. And it was, I mean, even yeah. if people weren't fans, they were like, what is going on? This is amazing. It was yeah. just such a fun environment and just such a cool yeah, just a great energy. And this has kind of been the opposite with Rudy, Rudy Gobert being patient zero yeah. for the COVID outbreak. Oh, yeah. And the NBA, you know, 
has, yeah. has never postponed for mm-hmm. something like this. Sports in general yeah. haven't. And the first time ever we've seen the NCAA tournament canceled and all of the things. But it all started with the NBA. But I think they continue to make the right steps. And the Blazers came out in part of their announcement. They said, you know, part of the reason that this, it took so long for them to get out of the relief pack, mm. there's just so many details yes. that go into yeah, it. Yeah, and nobody's thinking about how it, the ripple effect of just not just the stadium workers, not just the, you know, the players, not just the, the coaches, uh, but, you know, I mean, the minor league players mm-hmm. in baseball. I mean, those guys, you know, in a regular year would probably make more money working at McDonald's anyway. And now they're <laughs> yeah. not getting paid anything, yep. you know, and I think MLB is putting together uh, some type of package. I haven't read all about it, but it looks like they're trying to to help out the minor league players at least because they're all, they're all resorting to DoorDash and, and yeah. uh, Uber Eats and stuff like that. So, you know, I mean, they have to get part-time jobs in a normal season when this isn't happening, you know, it's. Yeah, so they don't get paid in the offseason. Anyway. Well, and the other difficulty for an organization, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. they're saying that part of part of this relief package is going to pay for the nine home games mm-hmm. that they miss. We don't know what the end of right. this, this. Yeah, how many more home games are going to be missed well, or postponed? But, well, there's a, there, oh, there's the only of, nine the more. There's only season, nine more right? home games. But yes. but what happens when they come back mm-hmm. and you know they decide to play those home games? They still sure. are going to pay them for that. So there's mm-hmm. there's all the costs that kind of mm-hmm. multiply on this. So again, that's why I, I just say it's it's it's. So nice to see because, you know, yeah. in, in our industry, you know, we, we you and I mm-hmm. were talking about it during the break because you listen to the commercials, all the commercials that have changed out and you hear yes, all the different the messaging different messages, that has yeah. happened to it. Mm-hmm. And we we're kind of poking fun at it a little bit in these uncertain times is mm-hmm. is kind of yeah. a, a new phrase that we're just hearing again and again. Mm-hmm. It's kind of permeated everything. And now you look back at it and you go, all right, well, they're going to pay these people for these last nine games. Well, they yeah. start playing in June. Are they going to yeah. play those last nine home games still? Sure. Are yeah. they going to have a playoff? So there's a lot of factors mm-hmm. that go into it. But I think the the best thing the NBA has done, and, and I think sports has done in some places better than the society at large, is going, hey, let's make a quick decision. Mm-hmm. Let's make yeah. a decisive decision. We were talking with a friend of mine who works for the, the University of Portland mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. I was filling in with Cam, and this was right after they decided to cancel the tournament. And he said – you're going to get criticized whatever decision you make. At least they yeah. made something that was decisive mm-hmm. and it was immediate. And and now we can focus on more important yeah, things. Exactly. From, a, from a college athletics standpoint, they canceled the NCAA tournament, all winter sports championships, all summer sports championships, or spring sports championships. And and so they canceled the seasons there shortly after. Sure. And you have it, but you, you don't realize how much goes into taking care yeah. of the student athletes? Because most of them Absolutely. aren't pro athletes. We go, oh, this is going to be crazy because, you know, who's going to go into the NBA draft and who hasn't? They didn't get to play their last season. And then they go, well, what about the seniors that that missed their last year? And Sabrina yeah. Nescu, if you go to ESPN mm-hmm. uh, today, there's a really great article talking about, and I, I, that, I believe yeah. the headline is The Legend uh, of Sabrina Inescu and uh, Maria Taylor wrote it. It's really good. We don't need to get into all the details yeah. of it because I think we've followed Sabrina's so, career a lot better uh, here. Um, <laughs> but it, well, in Oregon. But this is a national mm-hmm. piece talking yeah, about yes. you know a local athlete. But she, yes, she misses her senior year. But what about yeah. those you know players that are you know live halfway across the country to play for their team mm-hmm. or halfway across the world? Right. Jason was talking about tennis players that came from Russia and mm-hmm. Croatia and, sure. and Cyprus and where do you what do you do with these kids that need <laughs> yeah, to just exactly. try to get home? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's to me finding a silver lining is a little right. bit difficult. Yeah. Knowing where things go from here is is even more difficult. But yeah. I do want to just con- but, commend yeah. the the way that sports sure. has been handling. It makes and, our job tougher. But it's been cool to yeah. watch how decisive people One of the cool things been. I really like is, you know, I mean, like every day it seems like, you know, another 
big player who makes a lot of money is donating either money to the part-time workers who are out of work at the stadium or donating meals in their mm-hmm. community. Sean Doolittle, the Nationals reliever, he and his wife are just amazing in the community. They were, you know, really great in Oakland uh, with the LGBTQ community, and they do a lot of stuff for seniors. I mean, they're just really involved, and they, I think it was something like 125,000 meals uh, to the needy in this time. So it's it's nice to see. Those are, those are the great headlines to see when you see somebody, you know, Steph Curry donating such and such amount of money or so and so you know i mean it, it that that's that's always encouraging to see i like those little stories yeah so uh some of the some of the silver linings coming out of uh the covid19 um pandemic yes. i guess it's officially yeah. a pandemic mm-hmm. now so um let's finish the show with some fun let's talk uh what to watch yeah. the hallmark channel has a big announcement <laughs> if you're stuck at home so i'll bring you that and uh will i'm sure has been binging so he will tell you what to watch and Jen, you always have uh, some wonderful insights. So <laughs> What to Watch is next in a segment we call What to Watch right here on The Center and the Saint. It's 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Before we get into suggestions from uh, Will and Jen, actual television viewers uh, versus me, who just kind of uh, meanders through life and uh, pays no attention to what's going on in the greater world. I need to give you two both this update. Uh, This is from CNN Entertainment, so it is a reliable source. This came out on Thursday. I pinned it. I knew our listeners needed to hear it. Wait, this came out on Thursday? Yeah, do you already know it? (laughs) Do you already know this information? Did you already watch all of the movies that I'm about to talk about? The Hallmark Channel is bringing back Christmas Movie Marathon to help people in self-quarantine. Yes, I did know that. Okay. And did you already watch them? No, because Christmas movies on the Hallmark <laughs> Channel are, um, I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think. You it's can't like, watch Christmas Vacation with, like, all the yeah. bad words bleeped out. Starting at 11, switched for Christmas at 1 p.m. today, <laughs> Christmas at Dollywood, 3 p.m., it's Nine Lives of Christmas. Oh. I assume that's a cat movie. Sounds like uh, it. Christmas at the Plaza at 5 p.m. and Christmas Town at 7 p.m. It starts over tomorrow at midnight. So they're not even, like, good Christmas movies. No, they're the Hallmark m- oh, Christmas movies. God. Again, why I, get it now, I have not watched them. And uh, To Wait, me, they're what? the equivalent of pouring piping hot soup on your brain. There you go. <laughs> Here you go. Does that sound like a bad thing? What are yes, you talking? Yes, it's terrible. Uh, Have you watched any of them? No, God, no. Why would I? I don't watch good movies. I, Why do, would I watch go bad ahead and movies? watch one. Just my wife, watch one. My no. wife does. My wife and her friend will watch them uh, every Christmas. They they sit around and they wrap presents and they drink a uh, lot of wine. Yes, drink wine and gossip yeah. and do whatever you do to get ready for Christmas. Watch and just they, five minutes of one. No. Why would I do that? To get a better understanding of the news you just reported. 
Do they have commercial breaks in them? Yeah. Starting no. tomorrow, uh, midnight, picture a perfect uh, <laughs> picture a perfect Christmas, the sweetest Christmas. Coming home for Christmas, Christmas wishes, mistletoe kisses. Pride, <laughs> prejudice, and mistletoe. Oh my god. Christmas in yeah. Evergreen, yeah. tidings of joy. No? Should I stop? No. Are they going to uh, place um, snitches get stitches on Christmas? Uh, noon tomorrow, <laughs> a shoe addict's Christmas. A shoe addict's Christmas. What? I read that right. Oh, my God. Yeah. A shoe addict's Christmas? Yeah. Why would they want to do anything with an addict in Christmas? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Shoe addict is pretty much a shopping yeah. addict. Christmas under the stars. Does it get depressing or? Right before Christmas. Christmas in Rome at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Why? So grab a mug of hot chocolate. No. And some popcorn and settle in. So why are they doing this? I don't know. They're try- That's all they can do. You're the Hallmark Channel. Well, what else what do, do you, you have? What do you do? Yeah. What else do you have? All right. Know. What all else right. do you do yeah. when it's not Christmas? That's yeah. my other question. Wouldn't you just continue with regular programming? <laughs> like- yeah, exactly. Why does it have to be Christmas? I don't know. I, don't I just know. wanted to bring you the headline because I thought I was stupid. And your response was perfect. Will, what are you watching uh, during your uh, self-isolation from so the world? I have been filtering through 1970s movies. Oh, did you make it through all your gangster movies you wanted to see? Uh, not yet. Okay. Still have Casino to rewatch. Oh, okay, yeah, You watch that Casino's monthly awesome. anyways. Yeah, I do. If I do have a day off from work and I literally have nothing to do, I'll just throw Casino That's on. That's a great one. Um, I am pretty sure the 1970s had, was the greatest decade for movies. <laughs> Okay. And I've, I've, I've done the cross-research to the 80s, which if anybody wants to look at me straight in the face and say that Back to the Future was a great movie, <laughs> it was an entertaining movie. Right. It's a great movie. Yeah. How just like the 1980s films, and they're all just really entertaining movies. Yeah, That's John Hughes didn't it. start uh, really making movies, it looks like, yeah. until the 80s. I'm looking Man, at it. Let I'm, me tell you something. The inner workings of St. Elmo's Fire... <laughs> Are just mind blowing. <laughs> I, I just don't know how you can yeah. include a decade that doesn't have weird science in it as oh, the yeah. greatest yes. decade of weird movies. Science weird science is amazing. So, I love yeah. that movie. The I 1980s mean, was literally a decade where movie makers were just like, oh yeah, yeah. we can make an S ton of money off these things. Let's just throw stimulus at them for an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm Greasy looking at it right. Served in a dirty ashtray. <laughs> As a writer, John Hughes in 1979 wrote uh, for Delta House a TV series, but really got into movies in the 80s. So uh, Class Reunion, Mr. Mom, Vacation. I mean, I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, yeah, the 80s. Fantastic. Yeah, it was literally just a decade where everybody figured out they could make money, like a lot of money off of what they did. Sure. And then they just exploited it. They got down to the raw science of what makes a movie watchable over and over again, which is if I throw enough lights and colors and interchanging clips really, really fast. People will keep entertaining, <laughs> and then they'll come back to the theater and watch it five more times. And so, what you're saying, what you're saying <laughs> is greed is good. There you go. Yeah, there you uh, go. And by 80s the way, that, movie yeah. reference to talk about your '80s movies. Take boom, pop culture nailed it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So go back and watch that movie. It's the, nonsensical. No, can I tell you, though? There's a montage in... We're talking about Wall Street. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, there's a montage. Charlie Sheen makes it big. It's, mm-hmm. The movie's not quite as, not quite as uh, up-to-date uh, as uh, Wolf of Wall Street. So when he does this <laughs> montage, it is him getting all of the modern conveniences of a 1980s man, and it is fantastic. You don't have to watch the whole movie. Just go and find the montage of him clip, yeah. making oh, yeah. it big, and he gets a big brick cell phone. Like and a TV gets, in the kitchen. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, TVs and kitchens were a big thing in the 80s. Yeah. Like, yeah. You had that. That was like, oh. whoa. So 
Listen, you still <laughs> after the seventies, even if it is the greatest decade, you do need to do an eighties movie that this goes weeks. I, I don't and have weeks. to. I'll also give you another movie that you should just go back and rewatch just to kind of open your mind up a little bit more. Go watch it. Go back and watch Top Gun. Yeah. There's no plot. Movies no. fan. What do you? There's seriously no plot to Top Gun <clears throat> how, at all. What are you talking about? There's uh, young Meg Ryan being hot. Not okay. And Meg then Ryan. there's Goose. What's that? Meg Ryan wasn't it. You was watch oh, yes, yes. your no, no. mouth. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I was thinking of someone else. They I'm sing, so sorry. You're right. Yeah, yeah they thinking yeah. of Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> no. I was uh, thinking of Kelly. What's her name? Kelly Kapoor Kelly from McGillis. The Office. Kelly McGillis. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. yes. I was, Meg Ryan yeah, is. But Meg Ryan yeah. was, what's her, what's his face? Go, his Goose, wife. Goose's yes, yes. wife. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, right. They have the I, Righteous I Brothers. Mm-hmm, yeah. They have Shirtless Volleyball. Mm-hmm, shirtless Volleyball. And they have uh, Jeff Fighters. How is that not a plot? It's not a plot. What no, are you talking about? No, that is a plot. Literally nothing I, happens. Iceman. 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 Like the transitions that they have, they don't serve the story. No. You watch it. Like, don't be talking about important stuff. Like, hey, you know. You're up for this uh, lead fighter pilot, whatever, blah, 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 nonsensical thing. And then they'll cut the scene to Tom Cruise just riding his scooter. Riding scoot his motorcycle scoot. down the road with no helmet. <laughs> scoot, scoot. Yeah. <laughs> movie's fantastic. Jen, what are nope. you watching? Uh, uh, if Will's watching 70s movies. Yeah, speaking of the 80s, I did. I rewatched um, The Natural, uh, and I remembered that it's extremely long, so I had to kind of <laughs> watch it in two parts. You speed watched The <clears throat> I Natural? I watched it in two parts. I, I like stopped in the middle and then watched the second part of it later. But I'm watching Sex Education on Netflix, which is amazing, but Great just show. be aware, do not watch it with your parents or your kids in the room. Or your cat. Yeah, no, because it just starts right out. Are the you in first season episode. one? I'm, in, I'm almost in season two. Oh, dude. So, yeah. The second season's even better. Yeah, I started the yeah I started the second season last night, episode one. There, yeah, are, there are two things from the internet you need to watch that I stumbled across this week. One, uh, I went back and watched uh, high school footage of Zion Williamson, which is like two years ago. Oh, with and that just, defender. Just d- not just that one, but like they did like some game splices, and then I went just down the rabbit hole of watching his highlights against high school students. That guy's a freak. <laughs> Uh, and the other one is Stephen A. Smith actually posted it on his um, on his Twitter, but Stephen A. Smith shares a first take on Baby Filter, so it's like Michael Irving, Max Kellerman. That, yeah. The Baby Filtered first take is is wonderful. So go and find that. Those are the two things to watch. Uh, hey, you can say right here on the fan uh, because there's no sports going on. Uh, the um, the Ducks have agreed to replay the uh, Rose Bowl. They're going to replay it. And you can listen to it live. No, they're replaying the broadcast. Right. That's what it is. A replay of the broadcast. Uh, but you can listen to that right here on The Fan. It's right after our show. So uh, enjoy that. Uh, listen to some classic football games. We'll be doing it every weekend. So enjoy that. And uh, we're done. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Thank everybody, you. for listening. Have a great weekend. We're done. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.